0: If you have your Bibles you can turn to Ruth chapter 3 and we're going to talk about this issue of love and we're going to talk about this issue of love at a very deep level in this morning I'm gonna walk you through Ruth chapter 3 and I'm gonna give you the principles that are laid out in Scripture about what true love is you're gonna find in Boaz's life Boaz emulates the love that God has for each one of us we're gonna be able to see a demonstration of God's love for us and his character for us but we're also gonna see in Boaz's character how a man and a woman deeply love each other can see Our culture doesn't understand what love means. There's so many different definitions of what love is and what love means in our culture that I believe we live in a time, we live in a culture that we have no clue what love is. You see, in our time, in our culture, we believe love is just kind of fallen in love, right? I mean, we love falling in love and we talk about it and and the emotions that run, the heart that races when we see each other, the, uh, the feelings that we get, the infatuations that we get. But can I tell you something? The Bible would say this. There is something much deeper than just falling in love with someone. And we've got to understand that this morning, if we're going to understand what is happening in Ruth chapter 3, you see, there is something so much more deeper than just falling in love with someone and the infatuations and the heart racing and all those thoughts when you see each other for the first time, because you and I basically know this, right? That it's falling in love that brings you together, but it will not keep you together. You see, Boaz and Ruth, they understood that. Scripture understands that that and lays it out so clear to us this morning that the Bible would say there's something deeper than falling in love, and that is this, learning how to love someone and them love you. You see, there's no security in a relationship if all it is is emotion, if all it is is falling in love, because what happens when they fall out of love? I mean, we talk about that all the time, right? I fell in love and I fell out of love, like falling in a ditch. I didn't even know it was there. I just kind of fell out. There's no security in that. You see, here's the truth. Any normal American male, you put them in a room with a hundred gorgeous, beautiful, seductive women, he will fall in love, right? I mean, he'll fall in love. Some of you watch that every week. It's called The Bachelor. (laughs) And you'll hear him talk. I'm in love with this one. No, I'm in love with this one. I'm in love with this one. I'm in love with two of them. No, I'm in love with four of them. I'm in love with all of them. I mean, you watch it week after week after week. Yes, it is love, fall in love that brings you together, but it is not what will keep you together. Yes, allow love to bring you together. But if you do not move from there, your love will not last a lifetime. If it's only falling in love and if it's only emotion, if it's only the physical, that is not security. Falling in love is temporary. Loving someone is permanent. Falling in love is so temporary. What happens when I age? What happens if I get a terminal illness? What happens if he finds someone younger, prettier, funnier, more attractive? What happens if she finds someone hotter? If she finds someone more athletic or makes her laugh more? You see, there's no security in this issue of falling in love. Scripture says that the deepest form of love is the love that God has for us And it's supposed to flow out of our lives. And we're supposed to understand what love is. So this morning, we can pull four principles out of Scripture, out of Ruth chapter 3. And I'm telling you, next week is the grand finale of this book. It is one of my favorite books. Do not miss it. But here we go. The first principle is this. If we look in Scripture, is love is being patient with one another. Love is being patient with one another. You see, the problem with falling in love, it's all about you. I mean, it's all about you. It's about your desires, your issues, your wants, your likes, your dislikes. It's all about you. Loving someone at the deepest form is about them. Loving someone, listen, the deepest thing, the deepest part you will ever come to in a relationship is learning how to love someone and have them love you back. And scripture teaches this, the first thing about love is this, is love is patient. Fact is in fact, in 1 Corinthians 13, it gives us the definition of love. Watch this. He says, love bears all things, love believes all things, love hopes all things, love endures all things. Watch this. Love never fails. You can fall in and out of love, but true love never fails. The New, new International Version would render it this way. Love always protects. Love always trusts. Love always hopes. Love always perseveres. Who wouldn't want to be in a love relationship like that? That at the deepest level, there's security and there's strength and there's comfort. And Ruth and Naomi are in this period of, of patience, and, and Ruth is going out and, and harvesting in the fields, and she is waiting for God. Ruth chapter 3, verse 1, as we walk through this, watch this. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, Ruth, my daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Okay, that's Hebrew for Naomi telling Ruth, Ruth, we got to find you a man now. I mean, that's what she's saying. She said, Ruth, I mean, your husband died over 10 years ago. You've mourned. That's a great thing. You've honored him. You've honored his life. You're a great wife. But Ruth, the mourning is over. It is time to pick yourself up you see in their culture it was very bad for a woman to be a widower there was no protection there was really no rights and she's like ruth we gotta find you a man verse two and i got a plan basically and i got the guy is not boaz our relative now in their culture so we all understand each other there was the there was a the family then there was a clan that a family belonged to and then there was a tribe, and in the clan, they had some rights that they had to perform and that they were obligated to to the family. So Boaz wasn't in her family, but Boaz was in her clan. And so so Ruth, Naomi is telling Ruth, is not Boaz our relative? He's in our clan. With whose young women you were? See, he was now winnowing barley tonight at the threshing floor. Now, so, so Naomi's going, Ruth, you need a man, and I got a plan, and I know, I know who the man is. And by the way, Boaz, eligible bachelor. In fact is, I know that he's interested. And you remember back, Ruth chapter one, we found that, that he, he had been watching her. And so we knew that there was an interest there. And so Naomi's saying, I know the guy. And see, here's what would happen. After they would bring in the harvest in, during the day, that evening when it was cool, they would go to a threshing floor, and the threshing floor was kind of a secluded area of the area where they would harvest. And they would take a pitchfork, and they would stick it in, in the, 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 the barley, and they would throw it in the air, and the wind would blow through, and it would separate the chaff from the grain. The grain would fall. So this was a, a practice. And so, so Naomi knew that Boaz would be there, and it wouldn't be such a public place. Verse 3 so naomi goes on wash therefore and anoint yourself put on your cloak and go down to the flesh threshing floor ruth take a shower get your hair done get that great dress of yours you know put on some perfume i mean see naomi's at the age to where you just tell it like it is isn't that right the older you and i get the more let the we just don't like to beat around the bush anymore I mean, you just kind of tell it like it is. And Naomi's to that age in her life where she's just going to tell Ruth like it is and says, Ruth, clean yourself up and go down. But do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. Because everybody knows a man is in a better mood after he's eaten. (laughs) I mean, she knows. She's laying it out. I mean, isn't that true? Hey, some of my best meals are when Karen had to tell me something that would probably upset me. I mean... I mean, it's just the way it kind of works. And so so she knew that... So anyway, (laughs) I better stop there. Or I'll say more than Karen wants me to say. Verse 4. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies. Then, go over and uncover his feet and lie down. And he'll tell you what to do if you're Jewish if you can read the Hebrew you are blushing right now you're going I can't believe that's in the Bible I can't believe Naomi just told her to do that I mean are you kidding me and and she says I mean it's so interesting watch this but when he lies down observe the place where he lies then go over uncover his feet Naomi don't get the wrong man Be careful. Stay off to the side. Observe where he is, where he's lying down. And then go over. And these three words are full of so many sexual overtones, it's unbelievable in the Hebrew. And uncover his feet. This is something that you would not just do with anyone. This language was reserved for a husband and for a wife. So there's tension in the story because they're like, what is Naomi telling Ruth to do? Verse five. So Ruth replies, all that you say, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and and drunk and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the the end of the heap of grain. So he's in a secluded area. Then she came softly and uncovered his feet and lied down. Jewish audience is saying, I can't believe she did it. I can't believe Naomi told her to do it. And not only that, I can't believe she's she's done it. And so she's laying there beside Boaz, basically watching him breathe, waiting for him to wake up. Love is patient. Love is patient with people. Love is patient in relationships. Love is not only patient with the Lord, but love is patient with those relationships closest to you, around you. Verse 8, at midnight, (laughs) the man was startled, I guess so, and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. (laughs) I mean, this this is... This is just vague language in the Hebrew, purposely. We don't know if she was laying parallel. We don't know if she was laying perpendicular. We just know she was laying there. We also know this. Nothing happens sexually. And we'll talk about that. They they, they both walk away pure. But this is an intense... Seen, see. Love is not only patient, but love is protecting of one another. True love will protect one another physically, emotionally, spiritually, sexually, financially. A love that is deep, more than just kind of falling in love, and the hormones, and the heart racing, and all the emotions, and all this other stuff. The focus moves. So Boaz is laying there. He rolls over, realizes Ruth's there. In, in verse 9, he says, who are you? I wonder how he, I wonder if he whispered. I wonder, I would have screamed. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I don't, I don't do well being awakened in the night. I mean I don't know how you are but I mean can you just picture this I mean Boaz is laying there Ruth is basically staring at him did you guys ever have one of those kids that, that in the middle of the night when they got up they would just come and stand by your bed and stare look I mean they get like they get like face to face with you and in your sleep you kinda realize someone's staring at you and you open up your eyes and you're like face to face and you just freak that's me I mean our kids I mean it was a rule in my house do not wake dad up it, it will not be pretty because I just would freak out but But here, love is patient for one another. So watch what she says. He goes, who are you? And she she answers, I am Ruth, your servant. Now, in Ruth chapter 2, verse 13, when they first met, and Boaz says, may the Lord bless you. May you find a protector. Who are you? Whose woman are you? she said I am your servant now that was a superficial word for servant in the Hebrew it meant that I'm your 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 servant I am your fellow worker you can't catch this in the English but this time when she uses the word servant it's a more personal word it denotes I am single I'm available I'm looking for mister right now basically (laughs) I desire to marry you i desire for you to pursue me in marriage ruth is looking for someone to protect her she's looking for security in a relationship isn't that what we're all looking for if we're honest we're looking for more than the superficial we're looking for more than just falling in love we're looking for someone that will will not only be patient with us but will also Protect us to where the focus is just not on them, but it's on us. I mean, and so so she goes on and she says, spread your wings over your servant for you are a redeemer. She reminds Boaz of scripture. That was his prayer for her in Ruth chapter 2. May you find a redeemer. May you find someone to protect you. Ruth was going, you know, I know I'm dealing with a man here, and sometimes they miss this whole relational stuff, and so, Boaz, in case you're wondering about that word I use for servant, uh, that I'm available, I just want to go a little bit deeper, and I just want you to let you know that I would marry you, and I would like for you to pursue me in marriage. This is a phrase. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer that only a husband and a wife would say together. There is no question in Boaz's mind what she is saying. How will Boaz respond? This is so unheard of in their culture. I mean, especially because she's an outcast. She's a foreigner. She's not Jewish. She's not an Israelite. She's coming from Moab. She's coming in. Not only that, she's a worker in the field. He's the owner. Not only that, she's younger. He's older. Not only that, she's a woman. He's a man. That was something in their culture that only a man would pursue someone in marriage and pursue a woman. I mean, what is Boaz going to do? Is he going to rebuke her? Is he going to kick her out? Is he going to take advantage of her? Her loneliness? Her fear of of security? Is he going to take advantage of her emotions? They're in a secluded area. In their culture, sexuality was just rampant. It was just, it was accepted, much like our culture, just totally accepted. What's Boaz going to do? See, the deepest form of love, you're not only patient, but you protect. Falling in love is all about you learning to love someone at the deepest level is about them, their feelings, their emotions, their security. Boaz could have taken total advantage of the situation to gratify his fleshly desires, if you will. And if you're reading this for the first time, you sense the tension in the language. Brings us to the third principle that is this. Love is being transparent with one another. So many times in relationships today, we play games. We never lay all of our cards out on the table because we've bought into the lie of this culture that says, you do that, they'll hurt you. You do that, they'll, they'll take advantage of you. And let me just say this. No one will ever be transparent with you if they cannot trust you with the words that you say to where you'll never use that information against them or to hurt them or to get your own way. Verse 10. And Boaz said, may you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You can tell a lot by a man by the words he says. You can tell a lot by a woman. A lot of people will tell you, I was just angry. I was just frustrated. No, it, Jesus said that the words that come out of your mouth are a reflection of what's in your heart. Whether you're mad, whether you're stressed, whether you're upset. Loving someone, we protect them even with the words that we say. Not to degrade them, not to demean them. He could have made fun of her. He could have laughed at her. He could have rebuked her. Who do you think you are? You're a Moabite. Who do you think you are? Make it this. Love. Love is transparent. Falling in love, that's where the games are, it's where the chase is. But if it doesn't ever move from there, it won't last. So he moves on and he says, you have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men whether rich or poor. Ruth, you're a woman of integrity. You haven't even pursued men for your own gain. You're a woman of integrity. I pray our culture And I know I'm going against the grain and God's word is going against the grain of our culture. We have one broken relationship, one hurt, one pain right after another. And I pray that through his word that we would have men and women that understand the, the, the meaning of scripture and be willing to trust their life. They lived in a when sexuality was running rampant in their community, and but so do we. Every love story you watch on TV or the movies ends up in the bedrooms. Fact is, ninety-seven percent of the TV shows are the movies you watch. The first kiss leads to the bedroom. We live in a culture, we live in a society that says living together prior to marriage will enhance the relationship and make it better. That's just our society. We even have believers that have bought bought into that. We live in a society in which they bought into the lie that sex before marriage will make the relationship better for the world will tell you if you're gonna buy a car you wouldn't buy a car without test driving it first so you better make sure that you're compatible listen let me tell you something. God's already made sure that you're compatible and we live in a culture where we got people that are compromising and then they wonder why God doesn't bless their relationships Why God doesn't bless the situations that they're in. Loving someone is transparent, it's pure, it protects, it has holiness. It is a love that God has for us. Man, may God raise up people like, women like Ruth. May God raise up men like Boaz that live life with integrity that are patient and that are trusting, that will take his word and live in purity and transparency and allow him to bless their relationships like nobody could. Verse 11, and now my daughter, do not fear. Boaz is still talking. I will do for you all that you ask. For all my fellow townsmen knows that you are a worthy woman. She is thinking, this is going my way. He's about ready to say yes to me. I mean, she is saying this is this is working, the plan's coming together, but next verse, all of a sudden, what he says lets the wind out of her sails, and she has to be in shock. And her mind had to begin to spin. Verse 12 And now it is true that I am a redeemer. Yet there's a redeemer nearer than I. Boaz was a godly man, and he he read scripture for himself. He was a spiritual leader. He was a spiritual leader in dating, and he was a spiritual leader in marriage. Listen, if a man cannot be a spiritual leader in dating, he will never be a spiritual leader in marriage in the home. Boaz was a spiritual leader. Ruth, remember the book of Leviticus? Remember the book of Deuteronomy? I hate to tell you this but I am living my life by his commands. I am living my life by his word and love is patient and love trusts, and I'm patient with him and and I trust him. But I need to tell you, there's another clansman, there's another redeemer that is closer that has, that that can redeem you before I. And she's probably, you mean there's another man that I don't even know that I may marry? Gonna provide for me, gonna protect me. Verse thirteen. Don't forget this. Love protects. But love is transparent. Ruth remain here tonight. And in the morning, you see, love protects. He knew that if he had sent her home that night, she could have been abused. She could have been raped. She could have been beaten. She could have been mistreated. She's a Moabite, middle of the night. Love protects emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. Remain here tonight and in the morning, he will redeem you. If he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. Ruth, I'm trusting God with our relationship. I'm going to be transparent and I'm going to be honest. Why would I want a relationship that God does not want for me? Why would I force you into a relationship? By using you. By playing on your vulnerability and your insecurity. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. Boaz knows the word of God and he respects God and he respects Ruth can you imagine what it was like them laying there looking up at the stars Boaz thinking boy I hope he doesn't redeem her I hope I get an opportunity to marry her I've watched her these last years I know she's a woman of integrity I know it'd be a huge blessing in my life how about Ruth what happens if someone other than Boaz redeems me there has to be transparency and integrity in relationships or your relationships will never survive we can just be transparent and honest and be able to say how we feel and what we're thinking and where our hurts are and where our pains are without any fear of retribution without any fear of someone using our words against us later to embarrass us or to hurt us or to get their own way Because falling in love focuses on you. Being in love focuses on them. And they realize that in the next 24 hours, everything's going to become clear to them. Watch this. Verse 14. So she lays at his feet until morning, but arose before one could recognize another. So it's the early morning hours. The sun is probably just peeking up over the horizon, but it's still dark. And he says to her, this is so important. Let it not let it not be known that the woman came to the threshing floor. Ruth. Let's keep this between us. Love protects. Love trusts. Love provides. There should be things in your relationship that you never share to anyone else. See, Boaz, no. If word got out what you did tonight, in case I don't get to redeem you, if word gets out what you did tonight, the offer that you made, your reputation in the community would be destroyed. Everybody would think less of you. Can I ask you something? In your relationships, is your partner's name safe on your lips? Do you say things about your partner to other people that causes them to think less of your partner? It's not love. Love protects. Love doesn't want to do anything or say anything to hurt the reputation of their partner. Boaz understood that. Ruth understood that. Verse 15. And he said, bring the garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it and measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. So she's headed back home. I bet you Naomi hasn't slept at all. I mean, Naomi could—I mean, she could not wait for Ruth. She's probably waiting in the driveway. That was before Facebook and the internet, so so Naomi couldn't look on, on Ruth's Facebook page and wait for it to change from single to to engaged or anything like that. I mean, I mean, we live in a world of instant communication. I mean, someone's getting engaged, and why they're getting, why they're saying yes, they're 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 putting it on Twitter or Facebook or wherever. So everybody knows. Not so in their day. And Naomi sees Ruth coming and she says, Here's my answer. Verse 16. And when she came to her mother in law, she said, Naomi said, How did you fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her. And then she says, You're not going to believe what he said. Watch this. Verse 17. She says, Naomi, the six measures, this is what he said, the six measures of barley he gave to me. For he said to me watch this you must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law this is so important the last principle is this love provides for one another love provides comfort love provides financially love provides emotionally love provides spiritually love provides remember it was naomi Remember with her husband who left the land of promise when the famine came and just because you're in the will of God and Just because you're in the the promised land doesn't mean you and I are exempt from problems and they went through difficulty They went through problems. They went to the land of compromise It was a land of compromise when when Naomi came back because she saw the goodness of God that she came back and said what she says Well, watch this verse 21 of Ruth chapter 1. Here's what she said. This is her testimony It's the same testimony that I've had. I ventured into the land of compromise. I know what Naomi said in her testimony is the same emotions that I felt, and many of you have felt. Watch this. I went away full. I went away from the Lord full. I went al- It wasn't perfect, but I went away full, and I went into the land of compromise because I compromised my integrity, I compromised my values, I pro- compromised my beliefs. and then watch this, and the Lord has brought me back empty. Listen, it is in the land of compromise that you and I will begin to blame God for every one of our problems. She's blaming God. God's the one that brought me back. I was so full. I had a different life. I went to the land of compromise. And I'm coming back. And the Lord has brought me back empty. Verse 17, one more time. Then six measures of bar- barley he gave to me. For he said to me, you must not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. Naomi. Naomi. It wasn't the Lord that brought you back empty. It's the of the land of promise that he will fulfill you. It's in the land of promise that he will satisfy your needs and your desires. It's in the land of promise. Yeah, in the land of compromise, it will suck the life out of you. you will just You will gut through relationships. You will gut through situations. You will have no security. You will have no comfort. You will have no strength emotionally. And he goes on, and she said in her testimony, verse 21, Naomi says, why call me Naomi? In other words, Naomi means pleasant. She says, I went away pleasant. Call me Mara, because Mara means bitter. I went away pleasant, and I went away full in the promised land, and I have come back bitter. The land of compromise will leave you bitter every time. It'll leave you bitter towards God, and it will leave you bitter towards the relationships that are around you. When the Lord has testified against me in the land of compromise, you will always believe God's against me. Why is God doing this to me? Why won't God help this relationship to work out? Why won't God help this situation to work out? And you and I will feel like in the land of compromise that he is against me. And the Almighty has brought calamity upon me. And in the land of compromise is where you blame everything that you go through on God. And Boaz was a demonstration of God's love and his care for Naomi and for Ruth. And he says, you remember Naomi that that left full and she came back empty. I want her to know that in the land of promise, there is no such thing of being empty. There is no such thing of loneliness. There is no such thing as being alone. And that you can have security in your life. When God seems the farthest from us. It is when he is standing right next to us a display of his grace and of his love and of his acceptance. In Ruth chapter 1, Naomi says, Nothing in my life is working out for me. Land of compromise. Nothing in my life is working out for me. God's against me, they're against me. I was full at one time. I'm empty now. I was pleasant at one time. And I'm a bitter person. I don't even like myself. Watch this. So, Naomi replied, wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter, until you learn how the matter turns out. Man, that is a good word for me and that is a good word for you. There's so many times when we go through difficulty and we go through hurt and pain, we try to figure out how the matter is gonna turn out. And it gives us stress and it gives us hurt and it gives us fear and we're no longer secure. Only God knows how the matter turns out. Naomi was telling Ruth, Ruth, don't even try to figure it out. Don't even try to figure out how this matter is going to turn out. Love is patient and loves trust. Love trusts. You, you be patient with God and you be patient with Boaz and you be patient with the Lord and you trust him because you're in the land of promise now. For the man will not rest. But we'll settle the the matter quickly today. Ruth, you and I both don't know how God's going to turn this out. We don't know how it's going to work out today. But I can tell you our trust is in him and not in us. Ruth, today's going to be a good day regardless of how it turns out. It's going to be a good day. If we're honest about this issue of love, there's a risk to love. That's why many people never move from falling in love to learning to love somebody. And then them loving them. Because it makes you vulnerable. There's a risk to love. Ruth risked her reputation, her future, if it went bad, she could be shipped back to Moab. Her reputation, her standing in the community could be dis- destroyed. If Boaz ever went out and said, that woman wanted to marry me. A Moabite. She's a Moabite. There's a risk to love. It was a risk to Boaz. Boaz when it becomes known that it's his desire to redeem her, a Moabite. Love cares and love risk. In fact, is, it's love that compels me and you to risk to love somebody. Boaz demonstrates the character of God and the love that God has for each one of us. His love for you is patient. Whether you're in the land of compromise right now or not, whether you're sitting here and you're thinking, I might be in the land of compromise. Can I tell you this? God is patient with you. I thank the Lord that he's been patient with me. And can I tell you this? God's even patient to the person that you can't stand, that is hoping one day they'll change. Just as he's patient with you, he's patient with them. God's love protects. He is your refuge. He is your strength. He is your security. Your ultimate security is in him and not anyone else. That's why we can be used and abused in relationships. Because we don't understand that. His love is patient. His love protects. His love is transparent. He's clear in his word. If you want me to bless your relationships, this is how you should conduct yourself. If you want me to bless you in your business, it's transparent. My prayer for you this morning is that you would understand the depths of his love for you. Maybe for the first time, you just need to accept him and surrender your life to him and commit to him. Maybe God's speaking something else to you. And maybe you need to make a commitment to get out of the land of compromise and just see what he'll do in your relationships. See what he'll do in your dating life. See what he'll do in your marriage.